What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. Your other host, Reyes, is here with me as always. And there's a brand new rule that has come out for Arizona, and it's it's all revolving around free throw shooting. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to look at the positives, the negatives. There's a lot of negatives from the community and our small ball community that put it. Most of us players, but we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about coaching change. There's a lot of coaching changes. Let's get into it. So, Reyes, how is this new studio that we're in right now? It's great, man. I mean... Yeah. How do you like that picture on the wall? It feels like home. Yeah, it feels like home. Maybe we should start doing it like this. Maybe we should. We're sitting in my living room, in my dining room, actually, at my kitchen table. And, you know, Jenny is gone. There's only three chairs. Mm, Three chairs. That's it. No, there's more than three chairs. One, two, three. (laughs) Um, But, no, Jenny is gone. (laughs) And um, she is gone with the kids over in Texas for a wedding. So I've been flying with with my bro, my bro Chacho, Lou. We've been holding down the fort, dude. We've been... I was like, who's Chacho? (laughs) We've been living life, dude. We've been running around with our shirts off, just going crazy, man. We've been loving it. It's been great. But because of that... You know, Lou is asleep, so I I didn't want to leave him. <laughs> you know, I can't do that, bro. He didn't want to leave him by himself while we go to the studio, which is you know a great dad move. Is that like a do it for the pod thing? Like, it, would that be would that be too far? I don't think anything's too far for the pod. <laughs> I love that answer, dude. I agree with you. That's that's sweet. So yeah, we're sitting here. This is a, a brand new place that we never recorded in before. Uh, but we're pumped about it. Sweet. We want to talk about free throw shooting because the Arizona Republic did this awesome article about a brand new rule change. So we want to look at first off what the rule is, and then we're going to look at like good and bad from it because a lot of the coaches are feeling pretty positive about this, but a lot of the players are kind of, they're kind of fired up about it. They don't like it. I got a bunch of messages on Instagram because I posted the question. A lot of death threats, huh? Not a lot of death threats, but a lot of like, hey, this sucks. This is stupid. I don't know why they're doing this. This is, you know, ridiculous, all that. So you want to out any players? I don't. I don't really like to out people. I don't think that I don't think that's the right thing to do. Have you ever outed anybody? Absolutely. And I'll continue to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I don't think I have, but like I want to. That's what I'm saying. Let's do it. Have you I know you've never seen Survivor. Not no, I haven't, and you're supposed to send me something. And you know I love Survivor. Yeah, and you're supposed to send me something. Mm-hmm. Reyes is referring to, uh, if you guys don't know this, I'm a huge Survivor fan. I love it. Me and Jenny tune in and watch it every single week. And I love it so much, I put in an audition tape to try to, to make it and on the show. this isn't his first time doing this. Yeah, so that's that's classified. Maybe that's for Patreon only, you know. But we, we can get the deets about that. Yeah, but he's, he's re- helped me record hey, one of the videos. you know what you should do? Post your audition tape to the Patreon. <laughs> no, bro, it's too... You guys, y'all would lose all respect for me on Patreon. It'd be bad. I don't, I don't think so. You know, I think they would just be like, man, this guy is determined. It shows the grit for the pod. Um, it has nothing. I do mention the podcast, though. You do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. The reason I, I said that, because you said outed, is there's a there's a scene on Survivor. It's, it's classic, but 
people are calling this guy a liar and there's somebody on his tribe who's gay and he never came out and he outs him on the show and he's like you're saying i don't tell the truth well did you know he's gay and everyone's like whoa dude it was it's one of my favorite moments ever that guy actually did get death threats you know what we're doing bonus content guys so if you want to join the small ball army join the small ball and if you haven't seen it we're going to be posting something pretty soon some pretty cool sweet stickers oh yeah it's sick dude small ball army baby it's awesome small ball army man join the army if you haven't already quick plug real quick you know if you haven't and you're thinking about enlisting before the draft comes out just or just go ahead and do it i say it's fun content we're going to be looking to kind of elevate it a little bit more we appreciate those who already have been in the trenches with us Mm -hmm. and just stay tuned for it but if you want to see lose audition tape just join the patreon now (laughs) it's not going to be on the league in bio please do not join expecting the audition tape it's not going to be there i'll post it but let's talk about this rule change okay it's all about one and one and free throw shooting and um let's just let me read this rule and and the expectations and everything that goes with it beginning in the 2023-2024 season there will no longer be the one and one And after five fouls have been assessed to a team in a quarter, then the opposing player is given two free throws. After the quarter ends, the team fouls go back to zero and start over again each quarter. So, Reyes, let's just start with this, dude. Give me your your knee-jerk reactions to that whole thing because to me it's weird. I'm so used to bonus, double bonus, whatever. No more bonus, just double bonus, and it resets each quarter. What, What are your thoughts on that? You know, I'm honestly not pretty mad about it. Honestly, I think it's kind of, it's I guess it is weird, mm-hmm. but I do see it. I do seeing it be beneficial for coaches and even some players. You know what I mean? It kind of it can hurt. It's beneficial, but it can also hurt the team as well, right? I think mean, I said like, I don't know. I'm trying to. I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this thought, but it's a good thing. I think personally. So I, for you, more good. Yeah, I like it overall. I think it's kind of neat that I just kind of. Um, just erases after a quarter because we were talking about this off the air and stuff like that about the NBA and how they don't shoot one and one. I know it's crazy. We just never noticed that, but yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of with it. Yeah, it's. I'm thinking of it in a positive light. You know how much we love to pressure and how much I love pressure defense. And sometimes when you get specific refs, they you can pick up a ton of fouls. Like you know, I think one time we were playing a game. And it was like four minutes into the first quarter. We already had like five fouls, you know, and it was it was a problem. And we had to really figure out we couldn't press anymore. And that really took us out of what we wanted to do. I think it was during the holiday tournament we did, right? It might have been. Yeah, I'm even thinking about in past years, you know, like when and you guys know this, like when you're coaching a team and you have referees, officials that are maybe a little bit more ticky tack and your team has a hard time adjusting. It's hard because then you're like, oh, shoot, I can't pressure until the third quarter. Because I have to wait because I don't want to follow and put these guys on the line. But it is nice from that standpoint to where that first quarter ends. Maybe you got a lot of fouls, but now second quarter, your fouls are back. So you can go back and just adjust and talk to your kids about, you know, not reaching and, and their hand placement and stuff like that. Does this cause teams to hack more, though? Because they know that their foul count's going to disappear after the quarter. I would say no, just because you still have your personal fouls. Like, what if you're like a dog team? Like you're just dog, mm-hmm. and like the coach is like, "Hey, like for us to survive, we're just gonna freaking beat these guys up." Mm-hmm. Send in the hounds, right? Literally, send in the hounds. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> send in the hounds. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. You just never know. Some of these coaches can get a little yeah. weird. You feel me? No, I know. Uh, what's like the Jordan rules for the Detroit Pistons or whatever? 
the small ball rules. The small ball rules, yeah. No, I, I think I don't think it would have that effect just because you still have your personal files to think about unless you have a kid on the end of the bench who like, you know. But I I really don't think there's many teams that would do that. I really don't. No, I agree with you. Hashtag I agree. Where do you see some of the negatives? Be? Or actually, before we even get into that, what have some coaches have been saying? Because we did post something on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. So all the coaches that have responded been very, very positive, like loving it. Uh, one coach responded and said this about it. He said, uh, more emphasis on teams playing sound defense and coaches game preparation. So I do like the aspect of, you know, game defense and like teaching kids to be more disciplined. I like that. And the in-game adjustments. Yeah, because you foul somebody and you enough times in a quarter, you're going to get, they get two automatic free throw. That's crazy. Those are two points right there, you know? So... And I don't know. I think about this from a, from a positive side because we're a terrible free throw shooting team and we just have been for years. It's so frustrating to miss the front end of a one-on-one, mm. you know, but to know that we have automatically two shots in my mind as a sucky free throw shooting team, I'm like, hey, we got a chance here, you know? Coin flip, baby. Yeah, like we got a chance. So that's cool. Wait, there's no more we. That's true. You're not with, you're not with us anymore. That's crazy. What if? No, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, I think from that side of things, it it can it's definitely going to have an effect. You need to chill out, dude. Uh, for know, all dude. of you guys listening, no, dude, don't, dude. sometimes out, when Reyes is <laughs> recording, he just this is for you know uh, like for audio only or whatever but he just does some funky things man, while he's recording and i usually keep it together really good and i don't laugh but that one just caught me man jeff's just kind of getting out of hand right now i don't know what's really going through his mind i think it's just the pills that we took earlier <laughs> okay <laughs> um anyways so from a sucky free throw shooting side i'm like yeah that's cool but you know i was really bad at free throws i'm just dog what was your percentage Probably like 50, 60, dude. It's bad. Oh, really? It's pretty bad. Yeah. So here's the thing. Because I shot with my eyes closed like Michael Jordan. And it would have been the same outcome. No. Eyes open? You think? As, as eyes open. We, hey, just, we should do a test hey, about it. I would say, you see me in the open gyms, man. I close out games. <laughs> okay. Um, but but I think from, from another team who is a very good free throw shooting team and like you're viewing it from a negative, right? That you foul them and they automatically get to, you know what I mean? Like, I think that could be, a, that's a negative for me. Like I'm so used to the one-on-one where if they're a bad free throw shooting team, you go ahead and foul them, hack them. Yeah. And it's like, you, you still got a chance and they miss it. Perfect. That's a great foul. You know, and just keep moving on. You keep playing, but to have two automatically, you know, I, I don't know. Thinking about it from both sides. That's just kind of where I'm at. A lot of the players are super negative about it. They don't like it. A lot of players said that um, they think it's stupid. Uh, it's the dumbest rule that's ever been changed. First, the shot clock. Now this, you know, what are they trying to make this into? You know, all these different things. And First of all, the shot clock is probably the best thing Arizona could probably ever adopt. I am a fan of the shot clock. I don't know about you, but I just love it. It gets kids ready for the next level if you're intending to go to the next level. I'm going to say this, and I don't think this is a super hot take. I don't think the shot clock, and I'm thinking about for us specifically, it never really impacted us. 
No, not at all. Our possessions are usually about 50 on a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, so. even on our good years. Mm-hmm. We average Just a, quick and we, fast. You literally timed us. Remember, on average, we're about, yeah. a, we're about a seven to nine second team, which is yeah. stupid. We'll end with that. Something that some coaches did say from a positive light were that it's going to help the flow of the game so you're not just bogged down shooting free throws you know you get six fouls in that first quarter and you're not just shooting free throws for the next two quarters you know what i'm saying like that's a nice thing so i get that and i think my biggest positive and as i'm and it's funny i didn't really know how i felt about this but now as i'm talking about it i do feel like it's more positive I do like that idea of everything resetting each quarter and then you can kind of adjust your defensive strategies. I love that, actually. I think that's really good. No, I think that's super neat. Also, do you think that teams are going to be better free throw shooting teams now to the fact of like, hey, you can really... I mean, it's pretty much two free points if you're able to cash in on some quarters. So it's funny. Like, I actually went down this rabbit hole. I think free throws are one of the most important, if not the most important shot in the game. Um, in the NCAA, like back in 2018, they did a study on this from 2001 to 2018 about championship level teams, top tier level teams. They all shot way more free throws. Like they averaged, I think it was like 20, 20, I think like the average team does like averages 20 free throws in that time span in a game. And teams that, teams that were above that were teams like Duke, Kentucky. teams like Gonzaga, Kentucky, teams that were contenders and that were top-level teams. I'm glad you didn't throw in Texas. I'm really glad about that. Well, I, they weren't then. but Even now. But now, if you look at if you're shooting, so if you shoot above that average of 20 free throws a game, then you're, you know, you I think you win like 58% of your games or something like that. That, that explains Oregon, yeah. And then if you shoot less than that, then you're winning, like, I think it's 42% of your games, which is crazy. And I was looking at teams in the small ball. This is just from this year. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting, like Valley Christian, Gilbert Christian, which we're going to talk about later. But, like, Valley Christian almost shot 400 free throws on the year. Well, I wonder how much Monument Valley and, like, Holbrook and them, because mm-hmm. those, like, res teams, which is called yeah. Viz, yeah. they do a pretty good Look job. Look it up. Let's see. Gilbert Christian, they shot about, they just shot a little bit over 300. And I was looking at, and those are obviously like two teams. Valley Christian's obviously the champion. Gilbert Christian loses in the Elite Eight to Valley Christian. But those are two top level programs in the small ball. I looked at a team that I will not say, but they were uh, outside of the playoff. They're not a playoff team. They shot, and I'm not saying made, I mean, they shot like 115, 120 free throws on the season. You know what I mean? So I think free throw shooting is such an important aspect of the game and it's super underrated. A lot of people I feel like overlook it and whatever, but I think it's, it's a, it's a clear indicator of a winner. It's a clear indicator of a top level program. When you really put emphasis and you can make shots and you can get to the line, you're giving your team and your, your players an opportunity to score without anybody in front of them. Like it's, it's a free throw, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Look at this. I don't have, like, the team thing, so I went on AZ prep for whatever reason. My, my mind just took me there. But look at this. Uh, this is just statewide. Um, number 12 is the Chin Lee kid, Cashin White. Mm-hmm. He shot 159 free throws. Dang. Guess who's right under him? Probably, like, Luke Shaw. Noah Brown. Noah Brown. He shot... Luke 100- Shaw would be up there, though. Luke Shaw... 
Brandon Farley is 15. Mm-hmm. Curtis is 17. Finch is 18. Lucas Leslie, Carson Owens, David Yurkowski. Luke Shaw is actually not in the top 25 for free throws. Oh, really? Really. I would fact check that. I'm fact check AZ prep if you want. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's all good. But free throw shooting is an important thing. And going back to your question, like, do I think that teams are going to be better free throw shooters? I don't think so. I think you are what you are. You know what I mean? Like, if you're trash, trash. Porky. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I didn't mean that. I just mean, like, I think of a team that does not get to the line a whole lot. And when they do get to the line, they do not capitalize on it. What do you think that does for the offense? And they're like, just quarter by quarter. Mm-hmm. Do you think teams are going to try to be more aggressive? I to, hope so. To, I mean, to be able to draw in fouls. Yeah. I mean, I love that. You know, I'm, I think, I think in that sense for the offense, it's harder. You know what I mean? Because it resets. So, I mean, I don't know how many times we've been in our dribble drive stuff and we get into the bonus in the first quarter. And it's like, hey, be aggressive because every time they foul us, like get into the lane, get paint touches because we're going to get to the line. But then it resets. So it does make it more challenging for the offense in that sense. You know what I mean? Like where it, it, it's back and you got to try to get those fouls back up if that's what you want to do. So I just I feel like teams aren't going to all of a sudden become amazing free throw shooting teams. They're not going to all of a sudden be able to make shots. And more than that, Free throw shooting is a mentality. You know what I mean? If you're almost shooting 400 free throws in a season, that's a mentality thing. You know, your kids attack the rim. Like, that's just what you do. That doesn't happen by accident. If it's happening by accident, then you're shooting like 120, 115 free throws a season. You know what I mean? So it's it's just crazy. uh, Caden House, which is Eddie House's son, uh, former NBA player for the Celtics, he's the number one in free throws. He shot 288 free throws. That's wild. And he made 228. That's crazy. That's almost 300 free throws in a season. <laughs> That's wild. I thought of 29 games. Yeah. That's a lot of free throws. That is crazy. So, yeah, anyways, this is a big rule, and I do question. He's heating up. He's heating up. He's heating up. He's heating up. Do you think this is going to have more of an impact than the shot clock? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think so. No, no, maybe because I don't think the shot clock really affected other teams. Unless I don't want to say you're not. If you're, no, I don't want to say that. I don't think so. I think the shot clock. No, I don't know where I'm at going with this, dude. <laughs> I really don't know. Man, you're sweating bullets right now. I dude. really am. It wasn't even like a, I feel like the worst hot seat questions are like asking about a program or a team, you know, because you don't want to say something bad about anybody. You know what I mean? Well, I almost just said a bad thing about. I'm glad you didn't. Don't, don't, don't. I don't want to edit said, anything out. I almost said bad things about not so good teams. Gotcha. But I think this could benefit not so good teams. Mm-hmm. Potentially, potentially, you know, you can say if you miss one, hey, you get another one. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be weird. I think the adjustments can be super. Yeah, it could probably be a bigger impact than the shot clock. I don't think the shot clock really affects like the high level teams because I mean, a lot of possessions are usually between you know ten to fifteen seconds. I think it has a way bigger impact than the shot clock. Like I feel like that's not even really a question. You know what I'm saying? I feel like being able to adjust your defense, being able to Think along those lines. Having your fouls reset, 
getting two free you know what i'm saying like all that stuff dude that's crazy i just feel like there's going to be a huge impact that people are probably overlooking i'm curious how coaches are going to use it to their advantage like what kind of schemes and just all other stuff but i'm more focused on the defense i'm so curious at how um cause I, really, I truly do believe that the level of defense is going to rise because of this hmm. you can make an argument that it would almost make it more um I mean, like, you could make an argument that it would make defense more sloppy. Explain. So, like, you get into the first quarter, you get your five fouls, whatever. You get six. Shoot, they get into the bonus. They get two free throws, right? It resets in the second quarter, so they're not being penalized every single time they foul. So it restarts. Now, you know, in that whatever first quarter, they still get those two free throws instead of the one and one So, I mean, you're you're getting penalized in that quarter, but then it resets, so it's like, oh, sweet. Now I can go back to just playing free again, you know? I mean, but again, I think the, the caveat to that. I think very disciplined teams, though, will yeah. rise to the occasion. I think the caveat to that, though, is your personal fouls are still there. You know what I mean? You're not going to just go crazy because you're going to be at the game. Imagine just pick a four fouls in the first quarter. <laughs> oh, it resets. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if personal fouls reset. That would be awful. That would be so stupid. That would be crazy. Let's talk about this hey, for a second. what if... The personal fouls becoming like the NBA, and you get six personal fouls. Or what if they're like men's league, and you can pay twenty bucks, and you can get an extra foul? So that's that's the same thing as six personal fouls, but I mean. But you can pay. You have to pay for it. Christian schools and all public charter schools would be fine. <laughs> so would we? Come on, we'd have parents coming out trying to give trade food or something. Here, yeah, take tr- take this food for the, for my this, son's take foul. Take this pig. Oh my, take my horse. Take my horse or something. My donkey, donkey basketball, Camp Verde, baby. Llama or uh, alpacas right by where I live, dude. <laughs> That's true. There are alpacas there. Let's talk about this for one second, and then we're going to transition into some really cool news in the Arizona small ball coaching scene. Can you think of a game that was really heavily affected by free throw shooting this season? This season? Mm-hmm. Where we were on the bat of it? or like we're No, no, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about teams. I'm going to help steer you on this one. Playoffs. I can't think, dude. Is it Valley? You were there. I was there? <laughs> you were literally there. Dude, you're making me think right now. The Christian Challenge. Oh, Gilbert and Scott. Oh, that was, hey, dude, that was but crazy, But, okay, but but literally, bro. though, literally, that think, was wild, bro. think about that, I'm though. I'm not saying games are, like, dude, I was saying some wild stuff, and I'm usually pretty good about just being nonchalant. Mm-hmm. That was wild. Like, yeah. some of the, I was just like. So, uh, okay, I'm trying to remember with yeah, like, Fan. It wasn't a one-and-one, one, right? He had two shots. And did he miss two, or he made one and missed the second? I think he made one and missed the second. It wasn't like a one and one. No, he missed the first one, made the second. No, yeah, you're right. It was the other way around. I think it was the other way around. Because I remember we were watching it. He made, that's what it was. He made the first one. We're in the car driving back. It was me and Coach. And I was like, the bleachers going bananas. Because I guess the Keon, it was, dude, I know we don't, I know he laid a goose egg in the playoffs. I, I mean, not in the playoffs, but the next round. I get that. Well, not a goose egg. He just, you know, he had a rough game. That's it. Bro, he balled out against Scott. It was yeah. He was playing tough. Great. And he had so many fouls. I mean, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I literally texted. I was like, "This guy has like six threes. I was going like, crazy, dude. Emily's going bananas. At first, she was pretty nonchalant, and then I don't know. She just chose to ride with the knights, and I was like, "This is crazy." <laughs> well, I wish I could have been there. It's a fun atmosphere. It was bananas, dude. So, but even think about that, right? Like free throw shooting 
impacts the game like crazy. If we're being completely honest and real, Scottsdale should have won that game and they should have advanced. Michael Fan had the he had the he had the opportunity, right? No. You know what I'm saying? Like if they make that free throw, they have the lead, and I think there's like what there's like one second left or something. There was like two seconds left. Three. It was like three seconds. I'm just saying. And then remember, they go in for the uh, rebound, and then they foul Gilbert Christian, and then they go and shoot. You know what I'm saying? So that was a huge moment in the game. Free throws are going to play a massive impact. I'm and dude, I actually was super against this, but now. After just talking it through with you, I'm like super pumped about it. I think that's cool. It just resets. I like how it resets, but I'm telling you right now, dude, Gilbert was getting the bad end of things. I'm just calling what it is, dude. Yeah. It was a wild. I'm not saying anything, bro. I'm just, <laughs> it was just crazy, dude. It was crazy. And, I, and like, even you can hear, this is why, you can hear some of the fans for like the, the home team were like, Okay, like this is kind of getting kind of crazy. Like, okay, like you know what I mean? Oh, uh-huh, yeah, I got you. It was just a little weird and all that stuff, but hey, it was a fun game overall, dude. The atmosphere was popping. Sweet. Eagles were screeching. Knights were clashing swords. <laughs> just a wild time. And I'm over here just bleeding blue. Speaking of Gilbert Christian, we got to talk about Gilbert Christian here. There is a new wait, 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 wait. Before we get into it. Hey, what the heck are you doing, Here's bro? a quick word from our, our partners sport. over at Power Hands, and then we're going to get into hey, it. Power Hand this, bro. Hey, I will Power give you. Power Hand this, bro. I will let you talk about it and introduce it, okay? I'll let you introduce it. It's only right. Okay, that's fine. Okay, but here's a quick word from our partners over at Power Hands. If you want to compete at a high level in the Arizona small ball scene, developing high-level guards is essential. Power Hands is a global athletic training company that has been transforming the way point guards and shooting guards improve their skills for almost a decade. They can help take your guard skills to the next level with their weighted anti-grip dribbling gloves, weighted basketballs, basketball sleeves, and more. When I used to coach in Tennessee, their weighted anti-grip gloves helped take our point guards' handles to the next level. Like, for real, he'd get done with the workout, and he always said that his handles felt really sticky, which is what you want as a guard. Head on over to powerhands.com with the Z and use the promo code all caps AZ small ball for 10% off your purchase. Again, head on over to powerhands.com with the Z and use the promo code all caps AZ small ball for 10% off your purchase. There is a brand new, there's a lot of coaching moves in the Arizona small ball scene. <laughs> we talked about one. It's supposed to be like a screeching. Uh, we talked about a few actually coaching changes. Stucky out. Um, that that's probably the biggest one. The Shamrocks don't feel so lucky right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll get to that after after we get some good news. So let let's talk a second here about Gilbert Christian. We know, and you know what, dude? Like a we le- always a legend is. We always say this, and I really mean this. We are not biased at all. We watch teams, and our goal is just to provide you guys with what we see. And we really work extremely hard to not be biased towards anybody, you know. We had coaches reach out to us and be like, hey, why don't you talk about us more? And we say it in a very kind way, but it's like... Your team's not producing, bro. It's you know, just, it is what it is. Yeah, and it is what it is. There was a team a few years ago that was like, hey, you know, why aren't we getting any love? And we had highlighted them multiple times in a row. And every time they lost to those bigger teams, and it was just kind of like, okay, you know, like there's a certain point where if we keep hyping up a team and they aren't producing, it's like, okay, what are we doing? Like, why, why are you talking about that? I think the you only know? time they're really unbiased is the two teams. Let's just call it what it is. 
the fighting frogs. Mm-hmm, that's true. I am biased towards the frogs. And my roadrunners. That's, that's it. true. I mean, that's it. Those I are the will, two, huh? I will die on it. Well, not no more, but I'm saying, like, for those past two years, yeah. three years, die on a hill. So long, dude. Ride or die. Still? Still, dude. I love them. How can you say that when you don't even have a freaking shirt? <laughs> sure. But we've gotten shirts from Pima. That's true. That's the true. The Trojans. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So, anyways, um, Push Ridge. the reason I said that, <laughs> the reason I said that is, um, Gilbert Christian holds a special place in my heart. Well, so they, and do you they, know why? Because he, fun fact, and this is some small ball history for you. <laughs> small ball history, right here. For those of you guys listening, for our for one of our our very first interview, it was our first interview. We got a, we started the podcast. We did that first episode, and I was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna reach out to Keener." And he was like, what time? And I was like, remember I talked to you? I was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? He said, yeah. We, we were stressing and everything like that. But yeah, just so you guys know, Coach K, like the original Coach K, like he was our very first like interview. He was the first coach's corner. Like he was there for the pot. Mm-hmm. It was he, so he, cool. It dude. was super cool. And like, obviously we respect him and we appreciate that because that really kind of helped us like elevate like where we are today. You look back mm-hmm. at that small ball history, you look at those like older interviews and they're like, man, like. Obviously, it was scripted, right, as far as, like, the questions. But these last couple ones have just been off-rip. Yeah. And I think it's just a testament to who we are. You know what I mean? Obviously, the last one was Coach Silvas. That was just so organic because we were right there with him. I yeah. think, obviously, in-person podcasts are just better. It's different. Just a different vibe. But, I mean, overall, I think it's great. And so, yeah, shout-out to Coach K. But but he is out at Gilbert Christian. And, you know, typically we would do this, you know. They put him in a guillotine. No, they did not. Oh, my gosh. But Coach K will be dearly missed in the small ball. He was by far the most decorated coach in the small ball scene. Was an amazing coach. And, I mean, his his pedigree is undeniable. And what he was able to build at Gilbert Christian is awesome. Spectacular. The difference in talking about Gilbert Christian compared to you, McCarthy, because we already know who's coaching over at Gilbert Christian. Um, it's Coach Jason. And uh, Jason has been... Can you say the last name? I can't, dude. That's I can't, why I didn't. That's all right. I can't. It's hard. Coach, I'm going to have to reach out to you, and you're going to have to give me some pronunciation on your name, because I know I'm going to be saying it a lot. Per ASBP. Per ASBP, but... He has been the assistant coach for Coach Keener for four years, and he has been a huge part of that program. And, I mean, he is he's going to do awesome, man. He's already been doing awesome. The kids know him. They trust him. And I just think it's – I can't think of a better transfer from Coach Gay than to Coach Jason. I, I just I can't. I thought you said something else. It sounded kind of funny. Oh, I don't know what you said. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. I just, I can't think of a better thing like that. And I think that's what you really want. You know, if you're going to leave a program, especially a program like Gilbert Christian, you want to leave it in the hands of someone who has been there with you, who knows what you've done. I was talking to coach Jason earlier today and he was just talking about how it's always been a dream of his to be a head coach and to be able to do it at Gilbert Christian is freaking awesome. But not only that, he's gotten to learn from coach K for four years. Like, that's awesome. Dude. And that's not, it's not like you're learning just from like anybody, right? You're learning right. from Coach K. He has just a wealth of knowledge as far mm-hmm. as the game of hoops. Yeah. I mean, you can obviously just the small ball stuff, but we're talking, not even talking about just Arizona, but we're talking about mm-hmm. back in Detroit or whatever he was at Phoenix Country Day School, right. coaching Weber. I mean, 
the history and the long line of coaching and the experience, it's there. So, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure Coach Jay was able to pick up a wealth of knowledge. And you know who else was an assistant? There was Coach Bonner. I know. Crazy. And he has nothing but great things to say about Coach K. So, I mean, like yeah. I said, I think Coach Jay has a gem. He literally has a gem in his lap right now mm-hmm. as far as Gilbert Christian. And I'm super excited to see what – they're going to do this summer. Obviously, mm-hmm. we'll be able to see them at the ASBP Sweet Sixteen. Uh, summer Sweet 16. I mean, that's mm-hmm. probably the hottest event of the the summer. Yeah. That'd be cool. Can we talk about this, too? Coach Jason it has been rocking with us since the, the first the beginning, episode. Bro. Do you remember what happened? No. Do you remember this? You don't even, This is like small ball history right here, man. But we posted that episode, our first episode. And he commented were stupid. I remember that now. He did. Remember? He didn't, but he did. And I loved it because I was like, oh, my gosh. Someone listened. <laughs> you know, like, it was so cool. He was probably our first listener. I, I don't know that he was our first one, but but it was cool, though. You know, and I remember I made a comment that all of the top-level players are out of the playoffs now. It might not have been our first one. I think it was actually our third episode. But we made a comment. I made a comment, actually, that said, like, all the, the high-level players are out of the tournament now. And he commented. That was back when they had Albert Wilson. And he was like, how can you say that? Like, he's averaging 20 and 10. He's, like, 6'6". Six, six. And I was like, I don't remember how I responded. I can go back into the archives and look. But that was so cool that he called us on something, like, went for his team. But he's been with us from, like, hey, the how, beginning, bro. I remember that. And how funny was it? Cause I, really, I literally remember that episode. We were talking about that matchup. And I said, no disrespect, but Paige is just going to walk all over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so. And this is at the time where we were keeping track of our streaks. And guess who was right? Your boy. <laughs> you've done, We've done pretty good, but you've done pretty good, actually. Yeah, you've done pretty good. But anyways, Coach Jason has been with us from the beginning, so that's super cool, man. And every year, he's just rocking with us, showing us support, everything. So If he was really rocking with us, though, he would give us a Gilbert Christian shirt. <laughs> you just you sound kind of like a dirtbag, dude, like just begging for shirts. For I'm not begging. People. I'm just saying, like, hey, like, I'm, I'm just saying, if, it, if you guys just have something in the archive. Uh, how about this? Why don't, why don't you buy one? Oh, you're such a dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it's super cool. So here we go right here. What? What are the expectations for Gilbert? Does this change your expectations for Gilbert Christian? Not at all. Okay. I, me neither. Because Coach Jason's going to do a great job. He coaches them a lot in the summer. You know, we've seen that. He even coaches them. At, like I've seen him being like a head coach at like tournaments and stuff like that. It's almost like a DeBoer vibe. I don't know if it's to that level. I'm not saying that level. I'm just saying like a, almost. I said right. almost like a vibe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, De- hey, Co- we've talked about the coach DeVore thing. DeVore. We're gonna. We're, I cannot wait to go to Valley Christian in a couple of weeks. It's gonna be fun. Hey, are we gonna have to wear? Like you know what I mean? Like hey, you tell me, buddy. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. There's no other Shout that I've nine. seen. There's no other. Um, Head coach, assistant coach, where the head coach calls a timeout, the assistant coach just takes a timeout. I just don't see you don't see that, you know. So it's just different, bro. He's just built different. I cannot wait to sit down with them at the round table and just talk about it, dude. It's gonna be fun. With it's gonna sword, be so fun. With swords and hands and everything like that. Oh yeah. So yeah, okay, horses. here we go. Hot seat question right here. Rank Gilbert Christian in your way too early preseason top ten. Because for you, I know Yuma Catholic is dropping. And I'm going to say this. Yuma Catholic is dropping for me as well. 
because no, we, Dan, we, don't get to anything because this is my source. Okay. And I will cup check you. Okay. That's fine. Five. What if I wore a cup every single time we <laughs> <laughs> just in case, just in case, right? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So what did you say? You said three or top five? I did not, I did not say three. I said five. Wait, hold up real quick. Valley. Who's on that number two spot now? Man, it's actually kind of tough. Fallon, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you put no. Fountain Hills at two. That's craziness, dude. I love Fountain Hills. They're a great, amazing program. You're putting them at two, though. Hold up, <laughs> Whoa! Wait, no, I'm not putting nobody in nowhere, dude. Hold up, time out, dude. Oh my god! Time, time to flip out real quick. Let me get the hold up real quick, big dog. Okay. See, Reyes is stressing right now because he's really under fire, and you know he feels he feels that pressure, and sometimes you feel that pressure, and you don't really know how to handle it. I make love the pressure, dude. Yeah. He's under he's under heavy fire right now. Get down, know. get down, get down. It's a little soundboard from our Patreon right there. I love that. I love that you put that in there. Um so what Valley obviously won. Found Hills was number two last year. Coolidge was three. Coronado's out. There's a lot of Gans people out. dropping, bro. There's Found a lot. The three is completely. I'm not gonna say it's Yuma, wide open, but Yuma's interesting. Holbrook is gonna be interesting. Monument Valley is interesting. I, you know, I don't really know where I put Gilbert. I'm gonna put him top five though for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're finished nine. I think, like, even think about all those teams that you just listed. All of those teams have lost significant players. Well, if you look from, significant yeah, players. Like, you look from two, three. Gilbert Christian hasn't, though. Potentially four. But you get two, three, five, six, seven, potentially eight, and ten. Those teams were Fountain Hills, Coolidge, potentially Yuma, Holbrook, Monument ALA, potentially Scottsdale, Gilbert, and Snowflake. I was talking, but it, even that, I was talking to a coach but earlier today. That, that's top 10, dude. And I'm just saying, out of those top 10, like a lot of those teams have lost like almost everybody. Or not almost everybody, but like their right. key guys. So here's what I'm going to say. Okay. What are you going to say, dude? Um, I was talking to a coach earlier, and I agreed with him that Gilbert Christian is a top three team. Top three. He, of all of those teams that you just listed, Gilbert Christian is returning the most. And they have a ton of like talent that is coming back. They have a young talent. They're going to be excited to play for a new coach too. Like there's so many positives that are going in their way. Like he's been in the program, so it's not going to be like a super hard shift for them, you know? I think they're top three. What if Gilbert doesn't win anything? Does not win summer. any games? What if they're below 500 team? In the summer? In the season. There's no way. I'm just saying, what if? Don't. There's this not. It was like, is that considered karma for like saying they're top three? Would you jinx them? No. You dirtbag? You putting all them on that right now? Yeah, I'm just, I'm being honest though. And here's the thing too. I'm going to make a hot take right here. Hot take. There's going to be some teams that are outside of the top 10 from last season that will surprise a lot of people. You know what's weird? Like, I'm saying, like... Like a Chin Lee or some weird stuff like that. No, not a Chin Lee, because, I mean, they're typically right around there in the top 10. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking they about... They've finished 17 this year as well. Okay, yeah. I'm just talking about, like, like a snowflake. 
Hey, snuff, snuff, I told you Snow, and you laughed at me for saying Snowflakes and being the top 10. Guess where they finished? Where'd they finish? 10. There you go. <laughs> I'm just saying they're going to climb up. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm talking about even like a show low. Like teams out there in the East. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like there's going to be some teams, at least two, that are going to surprise a lot of people this season. Because all those teams that you just listed, it almost reminds me of like three years ago when there was like a crazy number of seniors that were graduated in a class. It was like 90-something seniors that graduated. And it's not that much, but from those top-level teams, there's there's a lot of opportunities for other teams to step up, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, even... We yeah. can talk about this and you can you can take it if you want, but like with the Yuma Catholic stuff, like they didn't shift at all. For me, maybe I, I said I dropped them one spot because of losing Coach Ducky, but there's some word around that you want so, you want to say. And this isn't official, this is just what we've been hearing going around. Per ASBP South. <laughs> she legit just threw South on there. Oh my south. gosh. Uh, there has been talks and speculations that um, I don't want to say this. Braden Moore, the transcendent guard for Yuma Catholic, the sophomore guard. There's been talks that he's potentially going to be transferring out and going prep for Powerhouse mm-hmm. or Phoenix Fire. Prep. That bums me out, you know. Now that's speculation, but yeah, it's just it's just word that we've been hearing going around and stuff. We've so. heard it from ASBB per South, mm-hmm. South. <laughs> but then there's also been talks that it's already kind of hit the valley. Mm. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, yeah, it's going around a little bit. It's going around like wildfire, wildfire a little bit, and yeah. I'm just kind of curious if there's some weight to that. Yeah, I only, hope that only, there's only, not. Only he knows, and I hope it's not because I think with Yuma Catholic. <coughs> He's only a sophomore, and obviously, I I understand like the pros and the cons for going prep, but I mean, you have something special. Like you can legitimately win a state championship, like it's there. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure Yuma always does a pretty. I mean, clearly look at Coach Ducky, right? A very high character young, not young man, but young guy. Do you want to say that? Mm-hmm. Like just a high character, you know, well knowledge coach with a great background experience. I think, you know, Yuma Catholics can bring in somebody that kind of represents what they already got going. Why would you want to run? Why would you want to walk away from that when you have, a, like I said, a great chance? Like, it's not like you, just, it, we're not just saying that just to say it. Like, it's just true. Like, if Braden Moore stays, I know you have like a two or three without Stucky. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, if Braden Moore can stay, I'll put him back, you know. Mm hmm. So, like, for me, this is actually, like, a huge bummer. It it really bummed me out when we were talking about this behind closed doors. Because I thought the two best things about Yuma Catholic was how they played as a team, which was due in large part to Coach Stuckey, and the freedom and the shot-making ability that Braden Moore has. Like, he was the X factor. You know what I mean? Like, he was their guy. Not to say the other kids couldn't do that. He was another level, though. Like he he was special, and that he still really is special, and he can still be special. I'm just saying that Yuma Catholic this last year that really changes their squad if he's not there anymore. So I don't know. Yuma Catholic is going to be interesting. All these other teams are going to be interesting as well. We'll we'll do another episode when we do our way too early, or when we do our preseason top ten drops or whatever. But I don't know. It's it's food for thought. It's gonna be this summer is going to be super important and super hot. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. God, it's going to be amazing. I'm just super excited. And like I said, you know, 
I don't know, dude. This is weird. This is a weird time for hoops. It is. And for small ball. And I just hope he stays. Because, like I said, we don't want to lose another small ball athlete. I know. That would be the second, like, stud that we lost to prep. Who was the first? Carlos Coronado. Gosh, I know. So, anyways, is there anything else you want to say uh, before we get out of here? I mean, I do want to say this one more time. Coach Jason, congratulations to you. You're going to do a freaking awesome job at Gilbert Christian. Our expectations don't change at all for them. And I think that says a lot about what we think of, of him as a coach, you know. Absolutely, and then one last thing. One, I mean, it's just probably the most important thing, probably overall, is just hey, we got one spot left. We talk about that. Mm-hmm. One spot left in the ASBP Summer Sweet Sixteen. So, like I said, one spot to fill. Coaches, players, if you're listening, and if you're not in this event, you need to tell your coach to get on this. Mm-hmm. Coaches, if you're not, and you're thinking about oh, maybe we should do it. Nike. Just do it, Nike. Just do it. There you go. ASBP, do it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. If you haven't already, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Hit that rating. You know we always love those five-star ratings. And while you're there, hit follow so that way you never or subscribe. So that way you never miss an episode. Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. And we will catch you guys next week.